Each night before Christmas, the kids put their shoes by the window. The next morning, they'll get candy in the shoes, if they're nice, or shoes full of rotten potatoes if they're naughty. Let's peek inside the mind of a boomer. This is Boomer Randomness, a podcast dedicated to the baby boom generation with random observations about boomer life from boomers, including topics like music, movies, memories, marriage and divorce, retirement, bucket lists, kids and grandkids, travel, and a whole lot more. Here's your Boomer host, Bernie Lucas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Ho, ho, ho! The holiday season is here. As I'm sure you know, Christmas is the dominant December celebration in the United States from both the religious and commercial standpoint. Hanukkah is also widely celebrated here at this time of the year. Boomers are currently ages 59 to 77, so we have a pretty good idea of the range of American celebrations and traditions from decades of our own experiences. But do you know how the winter holidays are celebrated in other parts of the world? In the first part of this episode, we'll explore celebrations in a random collection of countries. Then we'll circle back home to peek at movies and music from the holiday season. Our first stop is England and Ireland. Most families have a Christmas tree or two in those countries, just like here. Trees were first popularized in the UK by Queen Victoria's husband, Prince Albert. He was German and thought it might be nice to introduce celebrations of his heritage to England. Holly, ivy, and mistletoe are also part of the decorating mix. Children in England believe that Father Christmas or Santa Claus, leaves presents in stockings or pillowcases. These are normally hung up by the fire or by the children's beds on Christmas Eve. Children sometimes leave out mince pies and brandy for Father Christmas to eat and drink when he visits them. Now it's often a non-alcoholic drink that's left because, well, Santa has to drive his sleigh. Children write letters to Father Christmas, a.k.a. Santa, with lists of presents they want, but sometimes instead of mailing them, they toss them into the fireplace. The open flue carries the letters up the chimney and Father Christmas reads the smoke. Uh, really? I'm trusting a website here. I wonder if I should have checked with my friend who lives in London. Hmm. In the UK, the main Christmas feast is usually eaten at lunchtime on Christmas Day and typically includes roast turkey, roasted vegetables like carrots and peas, cranberry sauce and stuffing, and sometimes bacon and sausages. Before turkey was available, roast beef or goose was the main Christmas meal. Dessert is often Christmas pudding, mince pies, and lots of chocolate. There's also something there called Christmas cake, which is actually a fruit cake, which, like here in the U.S., has a real love-it-or-hate-it reputation. Moving south to Italy, nativity crib scenes are an important part of Christmas traditions there. Using the nativity scene to tell the Christmas story dates back to St. Francis of Assisi in 1223. Many Italian families set up a nativity scene in their homes traditionally on December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, but the baby Jesus isn't put into the scene until Christmas Eve. The tree then stays up 
till the Epiphany on January 6th. In Naples, the Nativity scene is often built in the shape of a very tall pyramid with several shelves and is decorated with colored paper, gold-covered pine cones, and small candles. Many have extra everyday people and objects like houses, food, animals, and figures of famous people. And Naples also has the largest nativity scene in the world with over 600 objects on it. Christmas trees are also popular in Italy. In 1982, Pope John Paul II, who was Polish, started the tradition of displaying a Christmas tree next to the nativity crib on St. Peter's Square in the Vatican. By the way, some of the life-size statues in that display date back to 1842. A Christmas Eve meal of fish dishes is a popular tradition in parts of southern Italy. And going further south than that, the Sicilian part of my family tree regularly serves lasagna on Christmas. Epiphany is also important in Italy. Children believe that an old lady called Befana brings presents for them. In parts of northern Italy, the three kings might bring you presents at Epiphany rather than Befana. On Christmas Day, Babbo Natale, Father Christmas, also brings presents. So we've got 12 days of Christmas in the U.S. Iceland celebrates the 13 days of Christmas. Each night before Christmas, Icelandic children are visited by the 13 Yule lads. The kids put their shoes by the window. The next morning, they'll get candy in the shoes if they're nice, or shoes full of rotten potatoes if they're naughty. Oof. As you know, December is cold here in the U.S., but in the Southern Hemisphere, Christmas is in the middle of summer. Many New Zealand Christmas traditions center around the grill, the barbie, where families and friends gather for a casual cookout of fresh seafood, meat, and veggies. The New Zealand Christmas tree is the, I'm not going to say this right, am I? Pohutukawa, a coastal tree that blooms red in December. Boomer Randomness Coming back closer to home, Canada has lots of different Christmas traditions because of the various cultures that make up the population there, including French, English, Irish, Scottish, German, Norwegian, and Ukrainian. It's kind of like here in the U.S. They send Christmas cards, open presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, hang stockings on the mantle, decorate trees and houses with lights. The main Christmas meal in Canada is often roast turkey with vegetables and mashed potatoes. Christmas dessert in Canada could be plum puddings and mincemeat tarts and fruitcake. However, people from different backgrounds and cultures have their own favorite foods at Christmas. Many Canadians say that their country is the home of Santa Claus, although the people in Finland might disagree. Toronto hosts one of the oldest and largest Santa parades in the world, dating back to 1913. Sink Tuk is a festival started by the Inuit and is celebrated in some provinces of Canada. Dancing and gift exchanging are among the activities. Labrador City in Newfoundland holds a Christmas light-up contest each year that includes lights and ice sculptures. The large Ukrainian community in Canada celebrates with traditional 12 meal dishes for Christmas. So what's Christmas like in our southern neighbor, Mexico? They celebrate Christmas from December 12th to January 6th. 
From the 16th to Christmas Eve, children often perform the posada processions. Posada is Spanish for inn or lodging. There are nine posadas to celebrate the part of the Christmas story where Joseph and Mary looked for somewhere to stay. In each posada, children are given candles and a board painted with clay figures of Mary and Joseph riding on a donkey. The children stop at the houses of friends and neighbors and sing a song at each home. But they're told there is no room in the house, in the inn. Eventually, they're told there is room. They go into the house, say prayers of thanks, and then have a party with food, games, and fireworks. In some states in Mexico, children expect Santa Claus to visit on December 24th. In others, January 6th at Epiphany. A couple more seasonal celebrations to talk about. Of course, you know the eight-day Jewish holiday of Hanukkah. A central part of the Jewish Festival of Lights entails the lighting of a nine-branched menorah each night. The ninth candle is used to light the others. The ritual symbolizes how one day's worth of oil miraculously lasted for eight days during a battle between a small group of Jewish people and the powerful Greek-Syrian army in 165 BC. According to Jewish tradition, they are said to have emerged victorious and reclaimed the Holy Temple in Jerusalem. Customary food includes latkes and brisket. Children often play with a dreidel. Bodhi Day is December 8th. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. It's a Buddhist tradition honoring the day in which the Buddha is said to have achieved enlightenment. Many Buddhists celebrate it through meditation. Yule is a two-week-long celebration centered around December 21st, the winter solstice, the shortest day and longest night of the year. It's a celebration of the re-emergence of the sun as the days grow longer again. The festival was first celebrated in Scandinavia. And I think we'll all be very happy to celebrate longer days after December 21st. And this one is uniquely American, Kwanzaa, which is celebrated from December 26th through the New Year's Day. Kwanzaa honors African-American heritage and was created in 1966 as a way to unite the African-American community after devastation in the predominantly black Los Angeles neighborhood of Watts. Candle lighting represents seven key principles for Kwanzaa. Unity, self-determination, collective responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. Kwanzaa celebrations are inspired by African musical and storytelling traditions. And as I said a few minutes ago, I'm trusting some websites to be accurate regarding these holiday celebrations. I hope I got it right. I hope I portrayed these in a respectful way. This is the Boomer Randomness Podcast. So let's wrap up this episode of Boomer Randomness with a quick random look at Christmas movies and music. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! It's a Wonderful Life, the Jimmy Stewart classic from 1946 that I have to admit I watch every year and I get kind of teary-eyed during a whole lot of the scenes. I hope I'm not the only one. Miracle on 34th Street, the 1947 classic asking pretty much if the Santa in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is the real Santa. White Christmas, released in 1954, starring Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, and Rosemary Clooney. Lots of great music in that one. Going back a few years before that, Holiday Inn from 1942, starring Bing Crosby, along with Fred Astaire. The song White Christmas is in that one. 
Scrooged, a 1988 reimagined version of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, starring Bill Murray as Ebenezer Scrooge. And of course, The Muppet Christmas Carol from 1992, with Kermit the Frog as Bob Cratchit and Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation from 1989, with Chevy Chase as Clark Griswold, who wants to have the biggest light celebration on the block. Elf from 2003, Will Ferrell plays Buddy the Elf, who leaves the North Pole to find his biological father in New York City. Ah! Oh my God! Santa here? I know him! The Polar Express, the animated classic from 2004 that includes the song Believe. Love Actually, also from 2004, kind of a Christmas romantic comedy, telling 10 separate stories that all come together in the end with an all-star cast, including Hugh Grant, Liam Neeson, Colin Firth, Laura Lenny, Emma Thompson, Alan Rickman, and Kira Knightley. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, both versions, the 1966 animated version and the live-action version with Jim Carrey from 2000. Of course, there's Home Alone and Home Alone 2, both from the early 90s. And there's a bit of cinematic controversy surrounding these two movies. Is You've Got Mail, the 1998 movie starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, a Christmas movie? Their most romantic and important scenes do take place during the holiday season. And the movie's theme is about hope and happiness. So I guess maybe that could qualify. And of course, the most famous Christmas movie of all. Die Hard. <laughs> I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, mother... It's an action-packed movie that takes place around Christmas with lights, music, terrorists, hostages, and Bruce Willis saving the day and reconciling with his wife. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? You decide. I'm not going there. And of course, the December holiday season is filled with music. The traditional religious songs like Joy to the World, Silent Night, Do You Hear What I Hear, and somewhat newer religious songs like Mary Did You Know, and the more secular songs such as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Had a very shiny nose Jingle Bells, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and my favorite, the Christmas song Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose One more thought about the holiday season. In some circles, people who greet with Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas are accused of being afraid to say Merry Christmas because, well, maybe it's not politically correct. One response to that is to note that there are at least two dozen seasonal holidays between November and mid-January. So saying Happy Holidays does not mean Merry Christmas is inappropriate. It merely acknowledges that there are also other celebrations during these months. I happen to say both. 
in the United States, we are free to freely celebrate all of these traditions. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to I'm Bernie Lucas, wishing you happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Hey, here's what's coming up on Boomer Randomness. I post new episodes on Tuesdays. In the next episode, I replay excerpts from some of the most popular Boomer Randomness episodes so far. Learn more about Boomer Life and sign up for episode updates at boomerrandomness.com. And check us out on the Boomer Randomness Facebook. Okay, Boomer, thanks for listening. And tell everyone you know about Boomer Randomness.